there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Catch Big Red Wrap-Up, game highlights and analysis on NET, Nebraska's PBS and NPR stations. Tuesday nights live at 7 on NET World and Facebook and at 10 on NET. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And we are recording this episode a little earlier than we normally would in yeah. a week. So we are going to do our best to keep the topic evergreen so that way when you listen to it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't have to re-record. You don't have to worry <laughs> about... Um... <laughs> We've already had to do that multiple times. Yeah. It's totally fine. But how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I am I'm tired. I didn't sleep well this weekend, not for any particular reason. It just, for whatever reason, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And also, I did not realize how much energy it takes to be around people. Yeah. I mean, I when do you're realize not used that, to it. but like, yeah. I just haven't, there's definitely, it's like working out. You definitely mm-hmm. have to get yourself to a point to interact with people. And I am definitely out of, I'm definitely not in prime form at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, for anyone who's curious who I was around, uh, Nebraska finally had a home game on Saturday. And I was one of the 40 media members allowed to cover, which I know probably sounds a lot if you're listening. That's about 25% Mm -hmm. of the typical media allowed. Uh, That's pretty standard across the board. Not just Big Ten, pretty much everywhere. And, you know, I felt... I felt, I would say like out of 100%, I felt 95% safe. Yeah. I would say Nebraska and its staff did a great job, did everything that they could have to make it a safe environment. Um, Everything felt relatively, uh, you know, just the the distancing was good. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of was laughing because I'm like, I want this to be the case forever because I could spread out. My stuff didn't really matter. Uh, normally my, like, I'm always like shoving people's papers away from my space because I'm like, you're encroaching on my, my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't mind that one bit. And I actually kind of, uh, got the sweet end of the deal where I was sitting because I had, um, individuals who were TV and radio. And so they were not in the box. They had mm-hmm. seats because they had to have a seat when everything was done, but they were essentially down yeah. filming and doing all of that. So for myself, I, it was basically... Derek Peterson, the host of the Varsity Club podcast, and I just sitting there um, very, very distanced from one another. So, you know, overall felt pretty good about it. Of course, there's always going to be things that you wish could have been a little bit better, but it had nothing to do with Nebraska and how it handled it. Just some people need to learn how to wear their masks. That's really all it is. It should cover your mouth and your nose, both, yes. both of them at the same time. At the same time. And I understand if you have to remove it to take a drink. Actually, I will say, 
this was the first time I've had to sit somewhere for a long period of time with a mask on, not outdoors. Mm -hmm. And I have had to do that for high school games this fall where, I mean, it's a few hours. It's at least two, three, four hours. And, you know, I'm out walking around and it's uncomfortable, but like, it's not that big of a deal because you have airflow. It's fine. This is the first time I was inside for several hours with a mask on. And I will be honest, it's, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I got really kind of hot at times, especially with the sun coming through the windows. Yeah. I drink a lot of water. So like, I understand if you have to remove your mask to take a drink of water or to chug a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even considering that I still was not uncomfortable. Yeah. I, it was, it was like inconvenient. I'm like, I wish I didn't have to have this be my reality, but it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. I have to do that a lot most days when mm-hmm. I'm here. Um, and I've just gotten used to it. Like I can't wear my glasses. Mm. I just always have to wear my contacts, which then maybe I'll just get LASIK because <laughs> then I don't have to deal with either one. Hey, I got LASIK almost exactly a year ago today. Mm-hmm. And it's so wild to me. I had a checkup a couple of weeks ago just because they give, they like insure your eyes for up to a year. Yeah. That basically if anything regresses, they'll fix it. Uh, and I still see, I think it's 15, 20. Uh, I've had glasses and contacts since I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So this has been a wild year. And hey, if if you ever decide to do it, I'm your gal when it comes to uh, <laughs> recommendations. So I just I've been thinking about it. I just have always well, I haven't always. I, I actually didn't need contacts or glasses until I was in high school. Wow, my freshman year, and I think it was legit because of sitting in front of computers for since elementary school, basically. Yeah, um, but oddly enough. Like I regressed for really like quite a few years, but now as I've gotten older, my vision is improving. <laughs> I yep. don't know what's happening, but that happened to me. My my vision actually was it, it progressively got worse through my like adolescent years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd call that time frame, and then started to get a little bit better. They needed it to just like settle, yeah, just be the same for a while, so that way. And so you know when I went to have my checkup last year it had been pretty consistent like my eyes hadn't changed at all Mm -hmm. so um I was definitely the person that they give you like an anti-anxiety medicine beforehand because they don't they don't you don't get put under anything it's just numbing drops in your eyes so you're awake and you're aware Mm -hmm. and they're speaking to you through everything and it's really not that big of a deal however I am a person that like we've we've talked about this before I am riddled with anxiety (laughs) to the point where like even yesterday, so yesterday being Sunday for myself, I was trying to clean around the house and I was getting so anxious about something that I had to stop and ask myself why. And it was because I was really hungry. And so I was like, I need to sit down and have something to eat because my anxiety is going through the roof. Mm -hmm. And it didn't improve everything, but it made me, it helped level me out a little bit. But like, I am just a human who is riddled with anxiety. It's about anything and everything. So they give me that medicine And all it's supposed to do, they tell you, is like, it's just supposed to take the edge off. It's just supposed to help calm you down so you can go back there. And as they're doing it, you don't, oh, no, no, no. I was the person I'm like, I'm bawling. I'm I'm like trying to compose myself. Like to the point where they're like, do we need to give her more medicine? Because I am just like, 
I am like shaking. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just like, I had this vision in my head that I was going to like have this procedure and immediately go blind. Yeah. Like, because they walk you and they have to good for them. They walk you through like the worst possible scenarios yeah. where they're like one in a hundred people, this could potentially happen to. And so you're like, my brain, what if I'm the hundredth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My brain cannot allow me to be like, Oh, those odds are pretty good in my favor. Mm-hmm. My brain is, I will be the one. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was the person that they were kind of looking at me like, do we need to give her more? Is she going to be okay? I and actually I like, had um, a procedure done. It was in June. I had to have emergency emergency oral surgery done oh, no. because I had a tooth that had been cracked and like just falling apart for a while. Mm-hmm. And finally, like a big ass chunk fell out, and oh, I was no. like, okay, I need to I need to go in and. I didn't want to be put under because I didn't have anyone who could bring me anywhere. Mm. And then you have like, I mean, this is still in the year 2020. And so (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to have to go through the whole rigmarole of trying to figure out who can pick you up and you know, all that. So I was awake while they were, they were taking a tooth out of my mouth and went like, I don't, I have anxiety, but not like, super badly it just depends on the situation but like during that I legit was like this is I wouldn't recommend being awake for a a procedure like that if you don't have to be yeah I've done I get why they don't do it for eye stuff though because you need to Mm -hmm. be able to keep your eyes open yep and they like have you like they're like look at this Mm -hmm. and so like they need you it's kind of probably similar to like brain surgery they need you to be awake so that they can kind of process things as it's happening but oh yeah it's a uh it was i i'm very glad that i'm very glad that i did it yeah in hindsight but it was one of those things where i will be perfectly honest i was a absolute wreck prior to that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but looking back on the year i'm very glad that i did it yeah so maybe maybe if somebody wants to sponsor you to get your eyes done I would gladly do it. Yeah. See, this is, this is. Because it's not like, it's not that like contacts and, I mean, glasses can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Contacts tend to be cheaper if you just buy the whole year. And I'm lucky. I, both my eyes are the same. Oh, nice. Yep. <laughs> so that makes it a little bit easier. But that to not have to out. worry about any of that anymore would be wonderful. It is nice. <laughs> so I mean, if anyone my- wants to just sponsor that, that'd be cool. I was drying out my eyes and this is way more than any of you want to know, <laughs> but I'm just saying I wore my contacts basically from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, which is not recommended. So long story short, get like, I'm, yeah, you should get LASIK. Yeah. This is now the point of this podcast is Sasha should get LASIK. <laughs> no, I, you know, I just looking back on the weekend, like I said, it was, it was good. I now know what to expect, but I Mm -hmm. also like to be honest with you. I read a thread on Twitter this morning um, from an individual. He is a, um, I believe he's a professor. Yep. He's a journalism professor at the university Mm -hmm. of Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see these, these threads about how basically um, his, you know, his wife is immune compromised. Their greatest fear was him bringing something home Mm -hmm. because he has to go to work. Um, but outside of going to work, he, they've been very, they haven't gone to a restaurant. They haven't done really anything. And I think about that with myself. It, it was very, it was honestly hard because it, it is difficult not to feel hypocritical to a degree mm-hmm. because I have been relatively like, I haven't really done. I mean, outside of like work, I, I don't, 
I like I do a lot of grocery delivery. Mm-hmm. I have not gone to a restaurant since I think March. Um, I haven't even. I mean, I haven't gone even to a patio at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, the most like exciting things I've done is like if a neighbor has like a bonfire, or has something mm-hmm. outside. Um, we have been relative, like everybody's comfort level is different. And so like, I understand some people might look at like me and be like, oh, you've been a little bit liberal in some ways, but like, I would feel like we have been fairly strict. Mm -hmm. Now we could be more strict. Absolutely. But I, I, it was hard to kind of, it's, I think this is the one thing that really challenges me. It was hard to kind of feel good about Saturday and then cross that with this thread of, you know, this, this is a thing that is legitimately happening to people. And there are people who are saying like, why, why are sports even being played? Yeah. And look, I get it. Like I get it outside of like the NBA bubble where you can legitimately like contain everything. I get it. Everything else is is like, for lack of a better word is a crap shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I understand every opinion about it. Like I understand the people who are like, they should be playing because it's good for their mental health. They shouldn't be playing because it's bad for people's general health. Like Mm -hmm. I, I I understand all of these different feelings. And I, I would say that was like probably the most difficult thing to kind of like wrap my head around was sort of my responsibility within this. And so, for myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to show up. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do everything I can to be safe. I wore my mask. Um, mm-hmm. I had more hand sanitizer and like uh, Clorox and uh, all those wipes and stuff that like you could need. Honestly, I have enough at this point that I could start selling them on the black market for some money <laughs> if I need to. Um, yeah, I just, it was hard to kind of square that a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, it's, you know what? It just kind of reiterates for me that like, the leadership around this has been so atrocious and I'm not just talking like for the record, if you're, if you hear that and you're responding and you get mad because of like one level or another, like I need you to know that I did not tell you where the leadership has been bad. You just assigned that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think it's been bad everywhere. Like this is not, this is not a, like at one single point leadership has been bad on this. It has been (sighs) everywhere. It, It is just like, I think everyone is trying to do their best with the information that they have yep. or what they're being told, but everyone is being like, it, it depends on what state you live in. It depends on the day in some cases. Yeah, it you, does. you have teachers who are trying to do their jobs, but they don't have substitutes that are available. So like they're having to like weigh, like if they can be in schools or not. Mm-hmm. And I understand that like we get mad when OPS or a school district makes one decision and then another school makes this decision or one county makes this decision. And I hear you when you get frustrated by how inconsistent it is. So my point is, how nice would it be? And again, I'm not talking just Nebraska. I'm not even just talking about the United States, but how nice would it be if we had a consistent message on how to do this? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Because I was watching somebody the other day about, I thought about this a little bit, like New Zealand New Zealand, I think, is, like, in one of the best situations. And Australia. Australia is not bad either. Yeah. And I was like, how do they do this? Like, it's not like travel has stopped to these two countries. And I, I saw somebody post on my favorite place on TikTok <laughs> um, about – and I, this is why I love TikTok, because this is such a genius idea. They're walking you through the two-week quarantine. So when you land in Australia, you immediately are bused to a 
hotel. Now mm-hmm. you don't get to decide the hotel. They basically, you get assigned and you have to quarantine there for 14 days and you have to have so many negative tests. And then once you hit that, you're free to go. Right. They are incredibly strict about who is coming and leaving their country and there's requirements to do so. So like if you're going to go on like say a honeymoon to Australia, book those extra two weeks because you're going to be in a hotel room for right. two of them. That is like how, and I mean, I understand to some people they're like, that's really strict, but that is how they're doing it. So like, I literally saw a video of New Zealand having a music festival last weekend. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, we're talking about- Are we on the same earth? (laughs) Right. We're talking about lockdowns in uh, in Seattle Mm -hmm. and New York City. Like we had 15, 15 college football games canceled this last weekend alone. I need to be clear about something. It did not ever have to be like this. Mm-mm. How many times did we hear in the months and weeks leading up, if we just do this for six to eight weeks, if we just are really, really tough on this stuff, mm-hmm. if we wear our masks, if we social distance, if we shut things down and don't have like, you know, dine in in restaurants and do this stuff, we can legitimately get, our, get a grip on all of this. Right. And here's where I'm talking about leadership. How many of you have been frustrated with the way the Big Ten handled something? Mm -hmm. Or you don't agree with the way the Pac-12 has handled something? Or you don't like how the NFL has handled it? Or you commend the NBA for... Like, this is what I'm talking about. It's not all politics. It's literally, like, the leadership Leadership. at all levels is so all over the place. And that leadership is depending on other leadership. And to be honest with you, it's just a mess. And you, we ask ourselves, how do we get here? And that is it right there. We are all doing whatever without any consistent messaging to each other. And I think that um, my hands are like, all. (laughs) I have my hands like so far out wide right now. (laughs) I think too, that, that we as human beings have been inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So you have inconsistent leadership and then, you know, Think about how stringent you were in March about washing your hands and Mm -hmm. and because we didn't have any idea what the hell was going on at that point. Well, now we have a bigger idea of what the hell is going on. And I think that maybe some of us have relaxed on how we were doing things before. Oh, for sure. I feel that, like, I mean, there are some things that have become, like, habit for me. Like, I just, I put on a mask when I go into a store. Or when I leave a store, I immediately put on, um hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I've gotten, but like, yeah, there are other stuff where I'm like, you know, I probably would have been more strict about that in March Mm -hmm. than I am today. And I still wash my hands frequently, but I don't do it for 20 seconds every time. I tell you that we need to get back on (laughs) that. That's like little stuff like that. Maybe it's not that big of a deal, but how do I know? You know, yeah, it's just, you know, and this (laughs) is, I'm always washing my hands, but it's like, ah, okay, done. I am, uh, it is, it is so hard and I, I get it. Like I so, so get it. Like I understand why like there's so much frustration and I understand why there is just, I get it. Mm -hmm. But you know, as we are looking at, I mean, 15 games, 15 games were canceled over this weekend. And I'm going to just be honest, it's not going to get better. Mm -mm. Um, I did an interview for somebody an Ohio state publication was doing a story on canceled games after Ohio states with Maryland was canceled. And they asked me point blank, do you think that this is it? Not necessarily for Nebraska, but just in the big 10, I was like, absolutely not. There are going to be so many more 
Yeah. There are going to be so many yep. more cancellations. Honestly, if you're a Nebraska fan, settle in and just be grateful for every week you get because I'm going to be honest. Like when I walked into Memorial Stadium on Saturday, I had to take a moment and kind of like almost like – so the last time I was in Memorial Stadium was March 12th. Mm-hmm. That was the day before the world completely shut down, which interestingly enough, the world shut down on Friday the 13th, and then yeah. we just had another Friday the 13th. <laughs> Thankfully, the world didn't double shut down, but it's getting there. Um, but I, I had this moment of like, it's been eight months, and I'm just really appreciative, and I, I'm it means a lot to be here in this space, but I'm, I thought about that eight months and everything that happened in that eight months, and I was really sad at the same time that it's like, in those eight months, what do we have to show? Yeah. What do we have to show for anything? I mean, I like, here's me being very selfish. I had to postpone my wedding. I don't mm-hmm. even know if my wedding's going to get to happen on the new date the way that I wanted to. Like, they're talking about maybe having vaccinations available by um, by April, but that's not going to do me much good. Maybe, maybe like testing will be in a better spot where mm-hmm. people can get tested before they come into events. But like from a purely selfish standpoint, I'm looking at like, where will we have been in a year at that point? <laughs> yeah. Like where will we have been? And the fact that like, I- I'm sorry, like I see people just making really stupid decisions and it feels really like we're all being really selfish. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm sorry, here is my selfish. Please stop being selfish so I can be a little bit selfish. <laughs> like right. I want to have my wedding. Um, and like for people who are like, oh, just go down to the courthouse and just do something small. Like that is not to. what I wanted. Right. Like it is not fair for people who got to do what they wanted to tell me, just do this because it'll be easy enough. It's like, that's not what I wanted. If that's what I would have wanted, I would have planned it that that way. Like it's not like, like there's, there's a reason we were planning the wedding we were wanting to is because that is what we wanted. And like, I am totally fine with adjusting, Mm -hmm. but I'm really getting tired of feeling like a lot of people are having to like bend, but no one else, like a lot of people are not willing to do it at the same time. But again, it goes back to like, what is our leadership? The fact that like we have even gotten here and there are games, but like, I don't think that 12 is a mess. Like Arizona state is like, I I read it. I read a tweet about Arizona state. Like they're, they're like half their team has COVID right now. Yeah. Like this is not just like this, this is serious at this point. And again, it goes back to, we're all just doing our own thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like the consistency has to be there. Like if we really want to get down to maybe something that everyone can agree Mm -hmm. agree on, the consistency for a football team has to be there in order for them to win on a consistent basis. The Mm -hmm. key being consistency there. So Mm -hmm. if you think about life as a football game, do what you need to do to win the game, which means social distancing, not freaking going anywhere. Almost said the F word. (laughs) Wearing your mask correctly. It's fine. That's where we're at. It's just a consistency, and I think that the lack of consistency is how we got where we are. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is. It's just, like, like legit, guys. Think of it as a football game if you got to. Yeah. Be consistent, and you'll win. <laughs> and you know what? If you're going to get there, you got to just finish the game. And to be honest with you, we have been atrociously bad at finishing games. Yes. And I'm not – I'm talking about humans, not just yeah. Nebraska football. <laughs> right. But speaking of which, Nebraska football did – Get a win over Penn State. Yeah. Um, Penn State is 0-4 for the first time, and I don't have any idea how long. Yeah, that's been Um, a long time, I think. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, 
that Penn State team was probably the worst team Nebraska has mm-hmm. seen so far this mm-hmm. year. Um, I, but a win is a win. Wins bring you. Um, they motive. They bring a yeah. different level of motivation. They change. It could the be mood. a mindset shift. Right. You know that could have been a, been the one that they needed. Yeah, we don't know, and you know, I think for myself, um, I, I so. I, nothing I saw in person was any different than anyone saw on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense really did everything it needed to. I remember, yep. like, toward the, like, middle of the fourth quarter, I was like, did Nebraska score enough points in the first half? Because that is really yep. what this is going to come down to. Yep. Because the defense is going to have to essentially step up. Because here, here's here's the thing. Luke McCaffrey got the start at quarterback over Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. I will be honest with you. I have no idea if that's going to be the case going forward or not. I have no idea if, like, Here's here's the way I will put it. I don't think that competition is done. Agreed. I, I think, agree with you 100%. I think if Adrian has an incredible week of practice, he He's is probably going to start. start the next game. Yep. If it's not this week, maybe it's the week after. Like mm-hmm. It is going to be a case-by-case, week-by-week basis because Luke played well enough to win, mm-hmm. but he didn't play well enough where I think he closed One, the door. Right, yeah. Because... There were still some one that's starting. I mean, one that's starting for the quarterback yes. position is what I meant. I there. don't think he like. I think you see. So this is where youth and inexperience also comes in. Mm-hmm. He is he's quicker with his decisions, but he got bailed out on a couple of his decisions where mm-hmm. I was like, oh no! Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple of moments where Penn State nearly picked him off more than the one time that they did. Yeah. Now here's a benefit. Here's a good thing. Nebraska didn't fumble mm-hmm. with him, so that yeah. was great. I do think that that has a lot to do with having Cam Jurgens back at center because yeah. he that is his spot. Like yep. it's nice to have the starting guy there. You know, the thing that I I, I have to just like I feel like this podcast in the last couple of weeks has just been all over the place. So thank you for sticking with us because <laughs> now here's where I'm at. But I saw something on on Twitter kind of happening after the game on Saturday. And to be honest with you, I didn't spend a ton of time with it Mm -hmm. until Sunday Mm -hmm. because I was like, I just don't have time to think about this. People were sharing photos of Adrian on the sideline and were like, I feel really bad for him. He looks so sad. I'm like, Mm, I don't know if that's how I would like gather that at all. I, I'm not, you know, this is the stuff that you don't see on TV. I will tell you all a quick story. So I'm sitting there and I will admittedly tell you, I was watching the sideline for Adrian because I was curious what his behavior was. Mm -hmm. And he was everywhere. Like he was, he was like, so at one point the offensive line comes off the field, sits down. Greg Austin is sitting and having a conversation with them. Adrian comes and plops his butt down with the offensive line, says something. And like the look that Greg Austin gave him was amazing. It wasn't like, why are you here? It was kind of like, oh yeah, like Mm -hmm. I'm agreeing with you. It was like, he he was as much a part of the game as he could be not being actually physically right. in it. Um, he was he was at times with the running backs. He was at other times over by the wide receivers. There were times he was like, he, he didn't really go with the defense a whole lot, which understandably so, mm. not his position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just was like, I don't see somebody who looks sad. I don't look, I don't look and see somebody who looks defeated. I see somebody who is exactly who jumped into a leadership position like he has been he's a captain for a reason exactly um I had the I had the fortune of getting to know Adrian after one following him around for a full day Mm -hmm. um for our yearbook cover two years ago for a yearbook story but then also just in that time frame getting a chance to like know him Mm -hmm. 
the, here's the way I will describe Adrian. Adrian is incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. He is incredibly kind and he's incredibly mature for his age. Mm-hmm. Now he has a younger brother, but he was like an only child in a way for a good chunk of his life. Yeah. He feels like an only child to me. Now, some people, because I'm an only child, some people are like, well, only children are selfish. We can be. Like, we can be. We can Hi. be a little, like, we can be a little, like, dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. But the thing that I've always found with only children is they also have a different, like, they speak differently because they grew up mostly only talking with adults. Right. That is what Adrian feels like to me, is he feels like somebody who has grown up talking with adults. But he, you know, he lost his mom. He, he's had a lot of things happen in his life. This is all like his, his dad has done an incredible job. Like his family has just done an incredible job Mm -hmm. raising him. He is very much a product of his environment. Yeah. They, they, and like, he's also just who he is. Everyone's personalities are what they are. I am like not worried about Adrian Martinez and I'm not worried about him for a couple of reasons. If it means like, if it doesn't work out for him at Nebraska and he transfers, which by the way, I have no insider info. I'm just saying that because I saw some people talking mm-hmm. about it. Okay. He will, if that, if, if that ends up being a route for him, it will be because that was the right decision and right route for him. Right. But he's not going to check out anytime soon. And I'm, like I said, I don't think that competition is over. Right. I think if he can find his footing and if he can find his confidence and kind of get himself back, he has as much of a right to that pl- to, starting position right. as Luke McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. Now, Luke McCaffrey is great, too. Mm-hmm. He he showed a lot of, like, he showed the, the pedigree of his family. Yeah. He's a quick decision maker. He's got, he's got quick legs. Um, he clearly has a good rapport with some of his younger receivers. Like, mm-hmm. it worked well for him. Um, but I still think that offense just has, I don't know. I just am somebody who, if if I'm looking at this and I'm like, yep, job's done. It's Luke's forever. I'm like, I no. don't know. I think, so if you looked at Adrian on the sideline and your takeaway was the man looks defeated. I think that you're projecting. I think, yeah. you Because <laughs> I didn't see that and I wasn't there. This I didn't is, pick up on this that. This is even. coming from somebody who feels like, so one of my strengths is empathy. Mm-hmm. So that means like I overthink everything mm-hmm. about everyone. I feel bad about everything mm-hmm. all the time. I didn't feel that way with him when I saw no. him. I was like, I don't. So Brandon Riley, a former Husker, shared a photo of him yelling on the sideline and said, favorite picture of the day, team player, nothing but respect. Yeah. Because that was what he was doing. He was like, he was as invested in the game, not being in it, as he would have been if he was right in the middle of right. things. Like, they had a huddle. He was running to it. Uh, they were getting ready for the offense to take the field. He was sprinting to that group. Like, mm-hmm. he was in he is as much a part of it as he wasn't. And you know what? Sometimes that kind of that kind of s- situation is good. Yeah. Maybe he needs a little bit of time to step back and go, "All right, let me see this from this side of things." Yeah. Because clearly he was he was struggling with the decision making when he mm-hmm. was in the game. Maybe it wasn't a bad thing to take a step back. And I think too, just to like totally th- throw a wrench in this Ooh, entire conversation um maybe he needed that for like obviously for that perspective mm-hmm. but I, i'm wondering if he didn't have the trust in some of those key players on the offense and seeing it from that side maybe is like okay like 
like other side of the coin thing. Like, all right, now I can see it from this side and I'm just watching mm-hmm. all of this play out. Cause when you're in those moments, sometimes I think whether it be a football game or not, I think it's hard to see ever like bigger picture things. Yeah. So like maybe there's like little stuff that he saw doing that, that then helps him when he does start again or is back in the game. You yeah. Know? I, you know, I think that, I think for myself, like that's actually a really good point. How many times when we take a step back, so we're dealing with a situation and everything feels really, really clouded or we feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed because we can't see a pathway forward. And all it takes is sometimes taking a step back and seeing the situation a little bit differently or seeing it through someone else's perspective. Yep. And suddenly now you have a different understanding. Maybe it doesn't change everything. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying like Adrian woke up on you know Monday morning and was like, I'm a new person. Right. Like he right. still has things he has to overcome. But I'm going to say that I feel like the way that he approached the game against Penn State, he will be better for it. Absolutely. No matter what happens, yep. whether that is a career at Nebraska, whether that ends up somewhere else. You don't, like, has Adrian, he he got a lot of hype going into his second year yep. Heisman contention. Like, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, he's going to contend for the Heisman. You know, maybe we were a little bit premature to do that. Not at Nebraska. Not at Nebraska. No. But also, like, <laughs> y'all need to watch yourselves because some of you are already doing that with Luke McCaffrey mm-hmm. and he has started one game. Yeah. Like, this is the thing is everyone just gets excited and he yeah. showed a ton of potential his freshman year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That that resulted in people making high, having high expectations, expecting the yeah. world. That didn't pan out in his second year. Some of that was not all his fault. Yeah. I would even say this year, the quarterbacks, both Luke and Adrian, um, they're they're in a bit of an uphill battle because there's a lot of pieces around them that aren't working. Yep. I mean, we knew going into this, for the record, everyone, like let us remind ourselves, we knew the wide receivers were going to be a big question mark. Yep. We knew that the running game was going to be a question mark. These are not things that are new. Like I love they shouldn't how like be surprising to you. Oh, I know. I love how we spend all off season, which by the way, we had extra off season. Yeah. Talking about the positions where we're like, yeah, the offensive line looks like it should be good, which it has been pretty good mm-hmm. if all of the players are starting where they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the quarterback should be all right. Yeah, they've got the experience. Mm-hmm. They're all right. Um, but wide receiver, kind of questionable. Mm-hmm. Running game. Yeah, we'll see who, you know, backs up Diedrich Mills. Like, there's all of these question marks that we talked about. And guess what? Those question marks playing out. exist. All of the things that we assumed would not be great. Aren't I'm, great. Aren't great. And so <laughs> that isn't, that isn't like, I don't understand why we're so shocked sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I, th- I think that if there is glimmer of hope ever in a game, period, at all, it then gets exacerbated, and in a year and a season that is unlike any other that we may ever see in our lifetime, I think it's even more amplified. Mm-hmm. Like, you see the glimmers of hope, and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not that bad. At the end of the day, it's still the same team, and those question marks are still there, and they have a shortened season to figure that out. Like, and they hadn't played any, like, live contact there's so, a reason none of this matters. I think for the it's record. yeah, it's exacerbated in a way almost. <laughs> like the glaring things that are wrong and issues, I think are exacerbated. But the one glimmer of hope that happens, like way over here in the game where they didn't screw up or didn't get a penalty on the first freaking play of the game, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, now they're great. Yeah, I think like we all come need on, to remember, guys. Like coaches love to say this thing. They love to say, "Oh, we just need a spark." Yeah. Here's the thing. What exactly define spark for me? Like somebody just define it because has this, if, if 
say Luke gets the start again against Illinois, and let's say he doesn't play all that well. Th- mm-hmm. Is the spark gone? Did it fizzle out? Can the spark come back? Right. Like, define your sparks. Like, I think when you talk about a spark, it doesn't need to come from one player. It needs to come from a team as a mm-hmm. whole. And this is what – so this is why leadership is so important. I have seen – every comment about how Luke is a better leader, how Adrian's a better leader, <laughs> mm-hmm. how Matt Masker's a better leader, how Logan Smothers, I really don't care. Pick your quarterback. You all feel one way or another. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Every single one of those players, I, the, here's the difference. When you say, oh, I think Luke's a better leader, or oh, I think Adrian's a better leader, oh, I think this, congratulations. You're essentially saying that you feel like Nebraska has multiple leaders on its team. Yeah. That's your spark. Yeah. Because that means those players are going to be able to do what is needed to win a game when it matters. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where the backup quarterback is always the most popular player on a team. Mm-hmm. He is always the most popular person. I mean, how many times have we seen when <laughs> – I mean, literally <laughs> Scott Frost lived this. Yeah. Um, I mean, even when Eric Crouch took over the position, people are always like, the backup quarterback is the best quarterback. Yep. Like, it is what it is. It doesn't matter. If I really do sincerely believe when Frost says we have two really good qualified players at this spot, I I actually believe him because mm-hmm. most of the time, I'm going to tell you honestly, when you have two quarterbacks, you essentially have zero. Like, there's a reason there are people who are like, if you have two quarterbacks, it's like having no quarterbacks because you don't have the one person. In this mm-hmm. case, I legitimately do think Scott Frost, by some act of God, has two good quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, that's only going to actually make things tougher. Mm -hmm. I don't envy the job in position he has in making decisions for this. But, like, you know, I don't think either is going to be sitting and pouting on the sideline. Right. Here's what I, like, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but here's how I see going forward. Whoever is best equipped to lead the team that day based on the opponent is the quarterback who's going to start. And you know what? Who cares? In this season, happens. it doesn't matter. No. Like, I think next year that poses a problem. Yes. But this season, I don't think it freaking matters at all. If you Give them both forth, reps. Who cares? It's not like, sorry, guys, Nebraska's not going to be playing for the national championship. Honestly, no one might be. Because, <laughs> I know, like, exactly. At this point, like, they're already talking about delaying that sucker. Yeah. And, like, honestly, again, going back to COVID, who the heck knows? Like, right. it might not matter. So if, if I'm if I'm Scott Frost. Of all I'm, years. Just do <laughs> to have whatever. a quarterback battle. Shit, whenever. <laughs> throw them in and out like every other play. Just exactly. be like, okay, you this time, you this time, you this time. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. Like, at this point, like, throw one of them in a defensive back if you right. really want to see what happens. <laughs> like, it is okay. Speaking of defensive back, pull Cam Taylor Britt, who was a quarterback, and pull him over and just yeah. throw him there and see what happens. Like, honestly, this season doesn't matter. No, it does not. It doesn't matter. If I'm a coach, I would I'm honestly doing everything just super weird and just yeah. trying things. If I was Scott Frost, which I clearly am not, but I would be any kinks we do that have they the headsets, we do. I need those those aviators though <laughs> to really pull us off, and a diet Mountain Dew, um, but. If I, if I was a head coach of any team, really, and I was in Nebraska's pos, uh, position specifically, any kinks that I know about that are happening in practice, I would be throwing any player in wherever I think needs more practice at a certain position in live game reps. Mm-hmm. Get all that shit worked out now. Because then next season, when hopefully things are normal, 
then you you have a clearer path forward, I think. Yeah, I mean, just try everything. So, like, you want you want to see what Xavier Betts can do? Keep playing Xavier Betts. Mm-hmm. You want to see what this r- random person can do? Try that. Like, I, yeah. it to me, there's just Why like not? there's no right or wrong at this point. No. Like, any win is great, yeah. but it, it doesn't matter. Any game played is great. Yeah, like I said, for everyone who's like, well, it's about. I mean, honestly. I don't mean to say it quite like this. What is the ultimate goal here from this of this season? season if really. you're a Nebraska fan, what do you want? Like at the end, when you look back, what is going to make you happy? And I mean that because, like, Sincerely. There, there's a lot of bowl games that aren't even being played. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if the college football playoffs are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, the Heisman got pushed back, so like everything seems like it's kind of going that direction. Yeah, um, and you which, don't even know that they're going to play all of their games this season. And I guarantee you that. At least one more cancellation oh, happens. Oh, for sure. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. So what, they play one. six games? Like, what do you glean from that in any way? No, I feel like we're just <laughs> playing like, honestly, Saturday sort of, I kept forgetting. I said this a couple of times. Saturday, I kept feeling like I was at the spring game and I was forgetting that there were also, there was also another team there. So yeah. when Penn State ran out on the field, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> There they are. That's the that's what's going on. It was it was weird. Um, I just think like this is one of those things where like we just have to embrace the chaos, embrace mm-hmm. the weirdness, embrace whatever this is, because none of it really honestly matters. We're going to overthink and overanalyze and break everything down. But if 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 I'm in the coach's position, this is an opportunity to try things, to see what I have, to get experience where we need it, and really just use this as an opportunity to, you know, springboard into Mm -hmm. 2021. Work out the kinks on your offense because obviously there are quite a few. Yeah, and they're still there. If you thought Penn State, the offense against Penn State was good, my friends. um, Sorry, but I don't think Penn State. I honestly, at the end of the game, said, is Penn State that bad or did Nebraska actually figure something out? And I'm pretty pretty sure it was the former. Penn State's pretty bad. I'm honestly, like, shocked by that. Like, honestly – we, what is going on? Like yeah. that's that it was not a Penn State team that I'm used to, yeah. and it felt like who tweeted this? Um, oh, Mo Berry um, from a former Husker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted essentially some. I'm paraphrasing because I'm too lazy to just go type in the tweet and like <laughs> Google it or search it on Twitter. Whatever the words are, the kids are using <laughs> these days. Um, he basically said something like the way Penn state was looking on the sideline was how they looked in 2017 as Nebraska, yeah. which is like ton of talent, just like no motivation, no energy, mm-hmm. no nothing. And to be honest, like part of me is like, is that because that's a, that's a thing going on with James Franklin's team? Or is it just, a, is it just because of 2020? Pro- yeah. Because I was going to say probably because of 2020, because like we just said, what are you playing for? No, I mean. And if you haven't won a single game at all in a season that's already shortened, like, you, like I would have no caring? motivation. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's hard. Is Which like, sucks, but. That's not even like, yeah, you could point to the coaches, but I think James Franklin is a better coach than like allowing that to be the the case like right, I, I'm not yeah, willing to go yeah. like well obviously James Franklin has lost his team I think right. James Franklin is too good of a coach to make that argument S- something is just not mm-hmm. right with Penn State um but I'm gonna just say they'll probably figure it out by 2021 I'm really yeah. not worried about them <laughs> like they seem yeah. to be able to figure things out and bounce back mm-hmm. that is that is something that 
it just is what it is. So if I'm Nebraska, use this year. Like, honestly, you go into every game with no idea what's going to happen. Who thought Minnesota would be playing the way they are this mm-hmm. year? Um, who would have... Who would have thought Indiana would play the way yeah, they are this year? I yeah, mean, heck, exactly. Maryland has been all right this year. Mm-hmm. Even Rutgers has done all right with Noah Vedral at the helm of that yeah. whole ship. Like, things are weird in 2020, and... They're going to continue to be weird. It means, I honestly almost wonder if they do do both quarterbacks in the next game. Honestly. I hope so. I really For the majority want, of the game. I just really want this to keep being like... So if anyone has noticed, like Nebraska doesn't release a depth chart, which this is the first year in my team, my time covering the team that like, I don't get a depth chart. We get this like five minutes before the game, we get the projected depth chart, which Mm. means like, I mean, Adrian was the projected starter on Saturday. Right. So they do this thing where it's just like the projected, it doesn't mean anything. Um, Honestly, like, I could, if I'm Scott Frost at this point, like, this is incredibly, like, I'll just be really honest. It's a little bit annoying as a media member because, like, our job is to just tell you what's going on and we can't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sorry when you get in my mentions and you're like, why aren't you telling me who's starting? Because I don't Don't know. know. (laughs) Um, But if I'm Scott Frost, as much as that just annoys me as a media member, honestly, from just a human level, go off. Like, enjoy your, enjoy this. Like, just keep, like. Because next year it ain't going to be like Well, if you want (laughs) to keep making, like, Kirk Ferentz think that, like, you're starting this guy but you actually start this guy cool I don't care let's just get weird like (laughs) if you want to like suddenly make it seem like Logan Smothers is gonna play all right I'm fine with that like I just don't even care anymore like this is this is one of those seasons where like embrace the chaos we've been saying this forever embrace the chaos get weird stop overthinking things yeah it it nothing means anything Honestly, really? we should name this episode Embrace the Chaos. I wrote, let's just get weird. That works too. <laughs> Embrace the chaos. Let's get weird. Um. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Triple B, that needs to be a shirt. Make it a shirt. Although, like, let's just get weird. Speaking of Nebraska. shirts, speaking of shirts and Kirk Ferentz, I just have to, like, share this really quick. Did you see what he said after their win the other day? No. Oh, my gosh. So they, where is it? Um, the Big Ten has really good trophies, really, really good uh, rivalry trophies mm-hmm. that don't exist for Nebraska. Sorry, Nebraska got pretty much the short end of the stick, although I will make a case for the Heroes Trophy. Yeah. It, like, I, I understand it's a sponsored trophy. A lot of people feel weird about it, but it also has the names of a lot of heroes on it mm-hmm. that have actually done really cool things in both Nebraska and Iowa. So from my perspective – Trophy overall look is a little lame. The meaning of the trophy and what it symbolizes and the names on it, really cool. It doesn't matter. Anyway, back to what he said. Kirk mm-hmm. Farron said, we figured we'd take Floyd with us, Floyd being the trophy, and leave the timeouts here. And everyone was like, print the damn t-shirts. <laughs> because they didn't, like, they didn't use all of their timeouts. Yeah. They took Floyd. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm living for petty Big Ten right now. The Big Ten is like, just slightly losing its mind. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Oh, my gosh. I thought Twitter was going to literally burn in a dumpster fire when, uh, who was it, Adam Rittenberg suggested that Ohio State and Alabama play. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm in Nebraska. This is going to be terrible. Like, was I the only person who read that as sort of like 
I read that as him being sarcastic. I did not read it as him being sarcastic. Really? But I jumped, I just, I literally just jumped on and that was the first thing I saw that day. And I was like, well, I have to say something sarcastic. <laughs> I like, so yeah, I just, the way I read it and I could be totally wrong is I thought he was kind of being facetious a little mm. bit. Like I thought he was kind of being like, obviously the only thing that makes sense is Ohio State, Alabama. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, why would like he, like, why would anyone reasonably make that suggestion? Yeah. Um, but maybe he was like, honestly, there are a couple, I, there are a couple media, like national media people that are definitely playing at Nebraska's, oh, um, yeah. pandering to your anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I think Adam Rittenberg is one of them, but there are others that are yeah. definitely like, I don't think we even need to name them. I think you know who they are guys. Yeah. And if, if Stop. you, if you get upset again, this kind of goes back to that like leadership comment. If a name has come to mind, you have put it there. Also Stop reading their stuff then yes. <laughs> like they're pandering to you they and continue you are... to do it because you are playing into their hands yes so ah. just take a chill pill because they are they are getting what they want which is the clicks and the reads and for the record i need to explain this if you click on something that is not clickbait <laughs> i need to be clear about what clickbait is i'm so tired of people being like Ugh, i read this column and it was total clickbait the way it's clickbait <laughs> is if the so if you see a tweet that's like, you will never believe what Scott Frost said, and you have to open that to get to the answer, and mm-hmm. the answer is usually not anything substantial. Remotely close to what, yeah. That is clickbait. Yes. That has baited you into clicking so you can see it. If the tweet is, quote from Scott Frost. Um, and then the quote? And then a, like. Part of it? Here's some, here's, here are my additional thoughts on this. And like, you don't agree mm-hmm. with those thoughts, but you've now shared that with everyone and you've all clicked on it. That is not clickbait. That is, that is, that is what that is supposed That's to be. That's you being triggered. That's what that is. I just don't, we, we. <laughs> stop using clickbait when it doesn't make sense like if you got angry because of someone's opinion that isn't clickbait also is what Aaron is trying to say there are people who think clickbait is like a tweet that they don't like and they'll be yeah, like yeah they'll be like oh this is clickbait I'm like there isn't a link to click on what are <laughs> they clicking to, yeah, on, click on god I have so many opinions this is bad <laughs> this is bad this is chaos it's fine let's just embrace keep getting it weird and get Chaos is your best friend in 2020. All I know. Just just accept it. Is I will be at Memorial Stadium on Saturday pending everything. Mm -hmm. You know, games don't get canceled. Um, I'm actually going to be at Iowa City on that Black Friday game, Mm -hmm. um, which I am actually kind of looking forward to because Mm -hmm. I have not left the state. Like, to be clear, I've not left the state outside of driving to Council Bluffs for maybe, like, Sam's Club. Yeah. Um, since I, f- I think the last time I traveled out of state was honestly the college football awards, which would have been December of 2019. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. So almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> really love just like staying here forever. Um, so that's three and a half hours from Omaha. So like, I'm really excited about that. Like just like massive trip. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, none of these are po- like, none of these are guaranteed. I yeah. just, you know, let's just keep getting weird keep and crossing our fingers, you know, and the least we can do for each other is we say this a lot, but wear your masks, mm. be smart. Don't, don't. So I'm going to end here. There's a video that's going around of a bunch of Nebraska students tailgating and partying on Saturday. 
and I understand it's frustrating. Like I understand the initial reaction when you see that is to get mad at every single one of those students in that mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. And while annoyed, I also remember how I was when I was in college. Yeah. And there's a level of privilege when you're in college that you don't really see beyond you don't really always see the world beyond yourself. And Mm -hmm. I'll use an experience for myself. My senior year of college was when H1N1, the summer going into my senior year of college, H1N1 was the virus that was um, really concerning. Mm -hmm. And I was going to study abroad that summer and they were talking about potentially canceling all trips because they didn't know if they could reasonably... um, allow students to travel outside of the country, especially with this virus that was understood, that was not understood at the time. My biggest concern was not being able to go on my trip. Mm -hmm. Like I, I felt like I was like, I remember feeling like I was being slighted, like people were doing me wrong. Yep. And you know what? So many years later, I look at that, and that was an incredibly selfish viewpoint on my side. Like, if I had to cancel, if we, we hadn't been able to study abroad because of that, tough shit. Yeah. But that is me saying that now, almost like 11 years later. I think a lot of people at that age have the same outlook. Because you can't see, I feel like when when I was that age, I couldn't see very much beyond myself. No. So anything that happened like that, I took it personally when... Mm-hmm. When you look back at it now, when you've matured and you have a bigger worldview, it's different. It's totally different now. You could see that that's selfish, but I don't think that when you're in that, no, you see that. You don't see it that way. You don't have the, the worldliness or the knowledge to know otherwise, I don't think. And it doesn't matter how many people tell you that it's wrong. Right. You're right. And watching the responses to that video on Twitter is exactly that. You have mm-hmm. people who get it and you have people who don't. And to be honest with you, the more that the more that we yell at them for being dumb or whatever. The more like, they're going to go do it. The more they think that we're just being unreasonable. Yes. And, you know, this, this goes back again, all the way back to leadership. Like, we're not providing the right leadership to, like, help students understand. Like, if you're going to put them in dorm rooms, if you're going to put them in, on college campuses in a lot of ways so that you can have sports um, – how do you tell them don't go see your friends don't go do stuff like there's there's a lot here and so like I I saw that video I yes I am with all of you who felt outraged Mm -hmm. when I watched it because it made me mad but I'm also not willing to put all of the blame on those students and be like you're yes they're being selfish they're being irresponsible But but how many of those will understand 10 15 years from now okay that was really selfish yeah because I remember, and this comes again from a point of privilege, when I was in college, my biggest concern around H1N1 was not being able to go study abroad. Mm-hmm. Like that was my, that was my concern. Yep. Now looking back on it, like that trip would have always existed with or without, like I would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like we would have had a, another opportunity another time. Right. So, you know, we kind of always end these episodes with like maybe things maybe things that like you can do to challenge yourself over the next week. Mm-hmm. How about we've, we've brought this one up before show yourself some grace, show others some grace and just remember that like we're all doing our best. We can all probably do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching that video and you are outraged and like you, you and your opinion are doing everything right. Great. Um, but how can we maybe be even better? So like better, ed- better educate and better lead. Mm-hmm. 
that's one of my favorite and I'm going to even I'm actually I'm going to actually look this one up because um this this I don't want to butcher it. Um but Ruth Bader Ginsburg has a quote that I love and now I'm going to see if I can find it really quick if I can't that's fine it's fine. Um okay. Fight for the th- fight for the things that you care about but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Remember that. And I, I do this a lot where I sit there and I think about when I want to go really hard at something, is it going to lead you away from me or are you going to lead you with me? And I'm not perfect at this, but mm-hmm. this is something that we can all work on is like as we're trying to understand the world and how it's shifting again because it looks like we're all heading toward more lockdowns and more strict regulations again how do we how do we fight for this and how do we do it in a way that others will see it and go I want to join you Mm -hmm. it's not going to be yelling obscenities at each other on Twitter I can promise you that no it isn't but until then you know what just embrace the chaos let's just get weird get weird if in a safe if, way. If you're Scott Frost <laughs> and you're listening to this, get weird with get, get weird. weird with your offense. It'll Let's it'll be this. fun. Why not? <laughs> well, I think we did it. I think we have an episode that hopefully will be relevant to you no matter what. Yeah. Always get weird. <laughs> always always get weird. That is the evergreen lesson forever. <laughs> Tell your friends. See you next Wednesday. Bye. You love Husker sports. We love Husker sports. So that means you need to catch Big Red Wrap-Up. Game highlights, analysis, all of it on NET, Nebraska's PBS and NPR stations. It's every Tuesday night live at 7 on NET World and Facebook, and then again at 10 on NET. That's Central Standard Time, though, for those of you who do not live in Nebraska. Again, you love the Huskers. We love the Huskers. Don't miss Big Red Wrap-Up.